You're listening to the Reboot Podcast, podcast devoted to getting men back in tune with God and rebooting our life to be the men that God would want us to be. Hey guys, Matt here. Thanks for stopping by. The title of this first episode I wanted to call Men of Influence. And in the first series of episodes, I'm wanting to focus our attention towards a specific man in scripture to bring out the point of that episode. And this one, again, Men of Influence. And the man we're going to be looking at is the centurion. The centurion story is found in... Matthew, the 8th chapter, starts with the 5th verse, and we'll read his story here real quick. It says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. He says in verse 9, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13 says, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same hour. You and I, as men, have had another man have influence in our life at some point. Whether it be our father. My father is a great man. I feel he's a strong worker. He always has been. I've had... I can see in my life where the influences from him, the things that he has done and taught me, has influenced my life and the way that I raised my children. My grandfathers were great men. I hold them in very high esteem. Both of them have gone on, have passed away, but I can still see even now to this day things in their life that influence me. But even beyond the family aspect of it, there are men in my life who have been influenced to me who I am not blood related to, but have become great friends of mine and great influencers in my life. If you're listening to this, chances are you have someone you are influencing, whether it be your own son whether it be a young person at your church, someone on the job, or it could even possibly be someone you never even realize is watching you, but yet you're having an influence in their life. The choices you make, the actions you take, are influencing their actions, their choices. 
today we want to talk about being the right influence. The centurion was a man of influence. He told Christ, he said, I'm a man of authority. He says, I tell this one to go and he goes. This one I tell to do something and he does it. I have men under me and they listen to me. Uh, he no doubt was a great man in his community, in his area, a great leader. We know he has great respect for Christ. He said, you can just speak the word and it can be done. I understand that, he says. I know what that's like. And you have that power and authority. Well, this centurion was a man of influence. You see around him, people were no doubt watching how he handled the situation with his sick servants. And yet, he didn't go to the physicians at the time, the med medical doctors or medicine men and women who in their time, as the Bible would say, would make them even worse. But he went to the one he knew had the right answer, the one he knew had the authority. We can take a great deal and learn a great deal from this man. I want to go also to 1 Kings. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. These are David's words to his son Solomon before he passes away. 1 Kings 2, 1-4 says, Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth, be thou strong therefore, and shew thyself a man. This world has its definition of what it thinks a man is and you can see in just the last 50 years even how the definition of a man in this world's eyes have changed and this might sound silly to some but look at shows like Andy Griffith uh, you see the men in those shows were of high regard in their community they done right by those around them. They were held in high esteem. And then you look at shows today, and more often than not, the man has shown as a less than worthy of respect individual. I guess that might not be the best way to say it, but they're, they're often made fun of by their families, ridiculed by their children. The shows are often about their children, how they're conniving to get away with things from the man, and the man seems oblivious as to what's going on. The world today defines a man very... not what scripture would have it to be. Uh, a man today is there really even a definition that the world has. Uh, manliness is looked at as being sexist, saying that you are a man in today's world is viewed as a sexist comment. But we see here in scripture where David was telling his son Solomon, he says, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and shew thyself a man. 
In other words, prove to those around you, you're now going to be in a position of, of leadership, Solomon. You're now going to be in a position of authority. You're being put there because of me, but now I'm not going to be around to help you. So now you have to show that you are truly a man worthy of respect, a man worthy of authority. But how is he to do that? David goes on to say, And keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, and his commandments, and his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. Why? That the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart, with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Going back to being men of influence, to me, if there ever was a time where this world needed great men of God to stand up and to be influential, it's now. That's not saying anything against the woman's role uh, in life, uh, especially when it comes to the rearing of children. Moms can teach children an awful lot about life. But it takes a man to teach a boy how to be a man. This world is full of grown boys who have never learned how to become a man. I'm not saying becoming a man in the sense of going out in the woods and and grunting and, and all that nonsense uh, that you might be picturing in your mind right now. Yes, I fish and hunt and things like that, but that's not what I'm referring to. I take my daughter fishing, and I hope one day to be able to take her hunting with me. But there are aspects of being a man that this world is lacking. Men of renown, as the Bible would call them, men of valor. Not so much strong in the physical sense, but strong in the Lord. Look at what David tells Solomon is the measure of a man. What does it mean to shew thyself a man? He says again, keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments, and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. To be a man of God means to stand firm on the word of God, to not only stand on it, though, not only to teach it, but to live it. There, This world's full of people who are able to quote scripture at the drop of a hat. They could quote the whole Bible. Doesn't mean that they live it. And if you want to be a man of influence to those around you, it takes living the word of God reading it, consuming it so much so that you become it. The old saying goes, you are what you eat. If you consume nothing but the word of God in the spiritual sense, you become the word of God. Not, not in the sense that you are the word, you are Christ, but you consume it and it becomes what you are. There's no room for anything else other than that. 
There's an old saying that says, little pictures have big ears. Now, I've learned as a father that my son will pick up on anything that I do or say. He sits like me. He puts his arms behind his head like I do. He talks like me. He walks like me. Uh, he he mimics everything that I do and say. Now, I'm not one to tell you that I am perfect in this. Um, there are things that I do that I wish I wouldn't have done. Things allowing myself to get angry. Allowing the anger to show in front of him. No, not cursing or anything like that you might be thinking of. Um, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I mean allowing myself to get to the point where I'm angry and he sees that. And then later on in the day, I see him getting angry, maybe towards his little sister. And the actions and the way he talks, the anger in his voice mimics exactly what I'm saying, what I said and done earlier in the day. I'm not proud of myself for that. Uh, Lord, help me with that. And maybe there's things in your life that you see those around you, those boys, as it were, maybe not even your son. Again, this goes way beyond a family relationship. Each one of us has our place in this life where we're going to work, we go to church, we go to different events, and the way we handle ourselves is being looked at. And it's time we, as men, be the man that God has us to be and wants us to be so that we can help our boys to be the men that God wants them to be. We're leaving a legacy for those behind us. That legacy isn't necessarily monetary in value. The legacy I want to leave for my son and for his sons, for those around me, is one of following the Lord doing what God has asked me to do and living my life as an example of him. Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and 12, he says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Now that covers every aspect of your life. Be example in word, meaning how you live, how you study the word. In conversation, meaning how you talk and how you conduct yourself. In charity, meaning how you love those around you, but not just love. Charity is love in action, meaning how you serve those around you. In spirit, in faith, never losing faith in God, a legacy of trusting God, and if there ever was a time where we needed to trust God more, it's now. 
And lastly, impurity, keeping yourself pure and holy before God. Now, you might be a man who's not married yet. You might be listening to this and you don't have a wife yet. Keep yourself pure. That is the manly way to do things. This world would have you to believe that going out and getting caught up in sex and drugs and alcohol is manly. That sleeping with every woman that come you come in contact with, this world would have you to believe that that's the manly thing to do. But I'm here to tell you, it's not. If you are to be a man of God, you are to be pure. This world would have you to believe that looking at porn is manly. Oh, that's all right. Everybody does it. Not a man of God. And remember, this is what we often forget. What we do in secret will come out in public. Now, I don't mean that you're necessarily that everyone's going to know that you've looked at porn. It could happen. The Bible says that the sin would be shattered from the rooftop. But also, when I say that it's be known in public, it's because of the way you conduct yourself will change. Let's look at Moses for an example. Moses went up into the mountaintop, alone with God. When he came down off the mountain, his face shone so bright that they had to cover his face because they couldn't look on him. They could tell he had been alone with God. What about you? Can those around you tell that you've been alone with God? Is the way you act around your mama different than the way you act around everybody else? Is the way you act in church or around your pastor different than the way you act and conduct yourself around everybody else? If it is, and you're calling yourself a Christian, you're not being a, a manly influence towards God. You're having an influence, all right, but it's not a positive one towards God. This isn't meant to scold, and, and please don't take it as a point of me being perfect. I'm not. Uh, I once heard it said that evangelism is one poor man telling another poor man where he got the bread. And my friend, this is me telling you where I find my hope my rest, and my peace in. I have lived my life on both sides of the fence. I have been one that has turned my back on God and tried to live my life the way I wanted to. And I tell you, it turned out in shambles. But I've also been to where I devoted and lived my life the way God would have me to be and God would have me to live in. And I can tell you, there's no greater peace, there's no greater rest, no greater comfort than to be able to lay your head on your pillow at night, knowing that there's nothing that stands between you and your Savior. My friend, if you can't say that now, I beg you, I plead with you, find a place of prayer. Get things right with the Lord. Or perhaps you're listening and, and God is calling you to be Stronger in your manliness, as it were, with God. Perhaps you're not doing everything God would have you to, be, to do. I urge you, friend, 
Follow God. Do what God would have you to do. And I guarantee you, you can find rest and comfort in knowing there's nothing between you and your Savior. And there's no greater peace. Alcohol won't give that peace to you. Drugs won't give that peace to you. Sex won't give that peace to you. Only having a right relationship with God can you have the peace that passes all understanding. And that's what this is about today. Until next time, remember, reboot your life to God. Devote your life to God. And let's be men of influence today. Thank you. God bless. Until next time, have a good day.